ओके सो वी विल स्टार्ट चैप्टर 17 कैंटो 6 मार्गो मदर पार्वती कर्सिस चित्रकेतु चित्रकेतु एज वी नो वाज गेटिंग हिज लर्निंग्स फ्रॉम अनंतशेष इन द लास्ट चैप्टर सो नाउ ही हैज बिकम अ रियलाइज्ड सोल एंड नाउ ही इज गोइंग टू टेक ऑन द रोल दैट ही हैज बीन गिवन दैट इज Uh, as a vidyadhara if you recollect he had uh, crossed the layers of the vidyadhara so he has become the prince of the vidyadharas rather their chief so let us see what happens shila sukhdev goswami said after of- offering obeisance to the direction from which ananta the supreme personality of godhead had disappeared chitraketu began traveling in outer space as the head of vidyadharas so outer space means basically the layer between the earthly that is the human beings and then there are the heavens that are there in between them are the layers which is com- comprising of the vidyadharas the gandharvas kinnaras and so on and so forth so like that there is a particular boundary for vidyadharas in which he travels being praised by great sages and saints and by the in- inhabitants of siddha loka and charana loka chitraketu the most powerful mystic yogi wandering about enjoying life for millions of years with bodily strength and senses free from deterioration he traveled within the valleys of the sumeru mountains which is the place of perfection for various kinds of mystic powers in those valleys he enjoyed life with the women of vidyadhar loka by chanting the glories of the supreme lord hari so he becomes the master of that particular universe of vidyadharas and he is traveling in that uh, vidyadhar loka and meanwhile again like he was married to a million of uh, humans earlier so now he has got millions of vidyadhar lokas uh, women over there the female kind over there so so one time while king chitraketu was traveling in outer space at a brilliant effulgent airplane given to him by lord vishnu he saw lord shiva surrounded by siddhas and charanas lord shiva was sitting in an assembly of great saintly persons and embracing parvati on his lap with his arm chitraketu laughed loudly and spoke within the hearing of parvati this is like you make joke about some things you know so here in this what is going to happen is he is going to now shivji is sitting uh, if you have seen most of the temples where shivji is shivji's uh, lap on the lap of shivji is parvati sitting over there so yes they were sitting in that particular position it is nothing but what we call as the shiva and the shakti principle hmm? so what happened is he saw these two sitting over there and they were surrounded by great saintly persons now what happens is when he sees this imagery over there in front of him he laughs at them chitraketu said lord shiva the spiritual master of the general populace is the best of all living entities who have accepted material bodies he enunciates the system of religion yet how wonderful it is that he is embracing his wife parvati in the midst of an assembly of great saintly persons lord shiva whose hair is matted on his head was certainly undergone great austerities and penance indeed he is the president of the assembly of strict followers of the vedic principles nonetheless he is seated with his wife on his lap in the midst of saintly persons and is embracing her as if he were shameless ordinary human beings now uh, actually what happens is now if your parents are coming in you know and those are the married people when the parents are coming in normally the husband and wife will run to two different corners and they will stand over there as if nothing has happened you know this is it's a very common phenomena that you see uh, we we are basically hypocrites in our world you know so normally what happens is this is exactly how you behave thinking that you know some great saintly people are going to come or maybe your elders are coming so you need to do this whereas shiva is sitting with all the saintly people around him and he is sitting with his wife and he is embracing her so at that point in time naturally it's a very strange situation because how could you be sitting with all the yogis all the saints over there and doing this so 
चित्रकेतु लाभ सठे ऑर्डिनरी कंडीशन पर्सन जनरली एम्ब्रेस देयर वाइफ्स एंड एंजॉय देयर कंपनी इन सॉलिटरी प्लेसेस हाउ वंडरफुल इट इज दैट द लॉर्ड महादेव ऑल्दो अ ग्रेट मास्टर ऑफ ऑस्टेरिटीज एक्स एम्ब्रेसिंग इज वाइज ओपनली इन द मिड्स्ट ऑफ एन असेंबली ऑफ ग्रेट सेंट्स सो इज आस्किंग दिस श्रीलक सुखदेव गोस्वामी कंटिन्यूड माय डियर किंग आफ्टर हियरिंग चित्रकेतु स्टेटमेंट लॉर्ड शिवा द मोस्ट पावरफुल पर्सनैलिटी हुज नॉलेज इज फाथमलेस सिंपली स्माइल एंड रिमेन साइलेंट and all the members of the assembly followed the lord by not saying anything so <laughs> as a as a elder person over there he smiles at chitraketu and just keeps silent he says okay chitraketu can say whatever he wants to i am not going to get into this kind of a controversy but something strange happens over there not knowing the prowess of lord shiva and parvati chitraketu strongly criticized them his statements were not at all pleasing and therefore the god is parvati being very angry spoke as follows to chitragetu who thought himself better than lord shiva in controlling his senses so naturally parvati was sitting over there she gets very angry remember parvati's avatar is kali and durga and all those okay so naturally anger is sitting on her fingertips okay she is a very very angry person incidentally one of the stories you will find that parvati's anger is such that she can shake the entire universe if she wants to when she creates herself as a durga avatar or when she comes in the form of kali the avatars are extremely dangerous and extremely rare you know or for that matter when she becomes a when her husband is a bhairav and she becomes a bhairavi or you know these are different avatars of parvati and they are extremely fearsome extremely fearsome and they can come in a very you know dangerous form also so naturally when and like i said in anger remember the th- three gunas are there sattva rajas and tamas tamas the guna that the third one of its kind shivji is the master of that particular guna called tamas and parvati is his wife so naturally anger and all these kind of things are associated with shivji shivji is also a very angry person for that matter you know the way in which those who have seen the tandava and other dances you will come to know is a very very wild kind of a dancing is there so here parvati is also getting very angry about the whole thing like i was telling you why does she become dark <coughs> now shivji is has gone away to the mountains you know to do his tapascharya and parvati is feeling very lonely and she gets into this entire frenzy okay she gets into a very frenzy which is basically uh, she gets very sexually excited and at that time she does not know what to do so she enters this lake in the himalayas i mean there is a lake like that in the himalayas and when she enters that lake her entire body turns black and you will find that that particular sarovar that particular uh, place is also like that it is said that you can go and see over there it is uh, somewhere in the himalayas so so that's how she turns black it is said So anyway, let us continue. The goddess Parvati said, "Alas, has this upstart now received a post from which to punish shameless person like us?" So you know, who the hell does he think of himself, huh? Oh, you got all the permissions from somewhere to punish us. You are talking like this to us. He has been appointed ruler, carrier carrier of the rod of punishment. Is he now the only master of everything? So she is very angrily asking him these questions. Alas. Lord Brahma who had taken his birth from the lotus flower does not know the principles of religion nor does the great saints like Bhrigu and Narada nor the four kumaras headed by Sanat Kumar Manu and Kapila is also forgotten the religious principles i suppose it is to be because of this that they have not tried to stop lord shiva from behaving improperly now all these people are sitting in the assembly round okay that is kapila muni is there um, you know brahma ji is there the four kumaras are there and when all these people are sitting parvati is sitting on the lap of shivji and at that time she is asking this person who is chitraketu 
okay so you have become the great person who is going to be the ruler uh, of this and going to give us the rules and the regulations over there you think that these other people over there are idiots or what they are sitting over here and in front of them we are doing all these things and you think they are so idiots that we, we can't do these kind of things this Chitra Ketu is the lowest of the Kshatriyas for he has impudently overridden Brahma and the other demigods by insulting Lord Shiva upon whose lotus feet they always meditate Lord Shiva is personified religion and the spiritual master of the entire world and therefore Chitraketu must be punished. Because of her anger, there is punishment going to happen. Now, again, we always wonder why these kind of things happen. There is always a grand reason for it. If you recollect, we have started this story, I mean those who will definitely remember, we started this story from a particular demon called Vrittasura. Okay. Now this particular Chitra Ketu has now to turn towards Vrittasura. You know? the, imagine the whole thing is going to come to a circle now. So now you will understand why this curse was important. Remember, everything happens for a cause or a reason. Just like the visa. <laughs> Why it happens, nobody knows. So let us wait for the reason. So now the reasons will come out in the in this chapter or maybe the next. This person is puffed up because of achievement, thinking I am the best. He does not deserve to approach the shelter of Lord Vishnu's lotus feet, which are worshipped by all saintly persons. For he is impudent, thinking himself greatly important. See, you have to understand, even those who reach the state of realization, they should never become arrogant. They should never become, you know, I know everything, I am the best. This is called arrogance, this is called ahankara or ego. No person in this world should ever become arrogant, even if they have reached the state of realization. Remember, this particular being, which is called Chitra Ketu, has been granted this. Even after granting it, he is still becoming an impudent person by laughing at the Divine Lord. You are not allowed to do that. You cannot do that. You cannot leave your propriety. You know, you that particular position that you have created for yourself. You are not allowed to do, you know, step out of line. You may be the greatest person on planet Earth or for that matter in the heavens as well. But still you cannot take liberty just because of who you are. So never say anything bad or never speak anything bad about the divine so she says so what does he think of himself i am the best huh? that is what he thinks everybody is at the feet of vishnu that is at the feet everybody is at vishnu's feet and then or even the saintly persons they are also during at, at that particular place and yet why does he think that he is such an impudent person oh impudent one my dear son now take birth in a low sinful family of demons so that you will not commit such an offense again towards exalted saintly persons in this world. So she curses him, saying that you will now take birth again. See, we all know this one thing for sure, that every person who is a realized being does not have birth. This much you know. You have already seen it so many times it has been read out to you. Then what is it that has happened over here? What is the meaning of these words that you have to take birth again? That person is already a realized person. He does not need realization again. But because of what is called as a residual karma. A karma which has got created just because of certain reasons. Now that karma needs to be removed. For which the person has to take another birth. So understand this. You cannot, in no way, in no way can you go and degrade or deride a person who is saintly in character. Never do that. Always remain within your bounds. And if you go out of your bounds, and if you say anything or you do anything, then you should be ready for whatever that follows. Because there is definitely going to be something. So Parvati is the one who has now given this particular thing and said, now you have to be born as a lowly soul. But remember this, the other person is equally powerful, not that he is not powerful. 
other person that is chitra ketu is equally powerful because of his sattva now he has reached a certain stage in his life which is called realization so naturally he is a part and parcel of the divine but then at that point in time you have to be very careful how you go about doing things so sukdev goswami continued my dear king parikshit when chitra ketu was cursed by parvati he descended from his airplane bowed before her with great humility and pleased her completely so what he does he gets down and he bows down to her and says he has to apologize so he apologizes chitra ketu said my dear mother with my own hands folded together i accept the curse upon me i do not mind the curse for happiness and distress are given by the demigods as a result of one's past deeds so what does he say he says i am ready to accept whatever punishment that you have given to me so you have told me that i shall be born as a lowly soul i don't mind being born as a lowly soul he says then he continues deluded by ignorance the living entity wanders in the forest of this material world enjoying the happiness and distress resulting from his past deeds everywhere and at all times therefore my dear mother neither you nor i am to be blamed for this incident so at that point in time what does he say he says those who are born on this planet earth they have a certain remnant you know things remaining with them which is do you know what that thing is hmm? it is called the tendencies okay we still have retained the tendencies the tendencies remain it is like this you know if you are a bird and you have become realized doesn't mean that you cannot you don't know how to flap your wings and fly you should flap your wings and fly again if you are a dog and you have become realized i'm just giving example doesn't mean that <laughs> that is what had happened but a dog he has he is supposed to bark he is supposed to do what he is supposed to do so in the same way chitraketu has done exactly what his nature has told him to do so he says to ma parvati he says yes i accept whatever you have said and it must be for some great reason that this has happened in this material world neither the living entity himself nor others that is friends and enemies are the cause of material happiness and distress but because of gross ignorance the living entity thinks that he and others are the cause now everybody thinks you know this is how what everybody thinks oh i didn't get promotion because of this person i got into this problem because of this person have you not said this kind of things we always think it is because of the other person that we have got into trouble or it is because of like say for example i give a job to somebody and that person says okay uh, you know he gets that job at that point in time what happens i keep on saying to everybody see i gave him a job i gave him a job i gave him a job okay this is what material worldly people do again if there is something which you have done like say for example ladki dhoond ke leke aaye okay aur shaadi karai you know this normally happens in our india so the person says you know see this girl i searched for him ah you should know this okay and if she turns out <laughs> if the relationship is sad then that person will never come near you and say that oh, this girl was given to me matlab iska sab fail hota hai iske paas mat jana you know we have in every village in india we have these great people who keep on linking one to the other to the other at least in olden times it used to be there now tinder and all these things do maybe they are the those daimas type of <laughs> so today all these new technology is doing all that but in olden times it used to be all these old women from the from the villages and all they would do they they were matchmakers used to call them they in one of the russian films actually it's a english film uh, there's a very beautiful song in you know, a matchmaker matchmaker make me a match i don't know whether you have seen that movie it's a very beautiful film uh, you should watch it topol is the person who has acted in that film i have forgotten the name of the film i think it is uh, some i have forgotten anyway so yeah fiddler on the roof is the name of the film it's a wonderful film you should watch it uh, it's uh, it's during the russian uh, uh, you know when they uh, it's an excellent film to watch okay so even in russia there used to be this matchmakers so everything happens for a cause 
so the material worldly people always have this idea because of me this is happening or because of her this has happened because of him this has happened but that is not the case we are all bound by what is called as karma is a great chakra of karma okay you are all coming in connect because of karma but because of ego we keep on saying i did this or i did this or he did this or she did this so we hold people responsible so you should never do that as those who are on the spiritual path should avoid saying these kind of things and i gave a job i gave this i did that never say those words okay the material worldly world resembles the waves of constantly flowing rivers <coughs> therefore what is a curse and what is a favor what are the heavenly planets and what are the hellish planets what is actual happiness and what is actual distress because the waves flow constantly none of them have eternal effect so chitraketu is giving his philosophical discourse he says yes in this material world everything happens but everything is a cause and an effect you know it's like a karm karmic loop that is happening continuously in this world because of one the other has happened because of that something else has happened because of that something else has happened it's like a big chakra over there but at the end of it nothing is real none of this is real only the divine is real that is what is called discrimination the supreme personality of god is one unaffected by the conditions of the material world he creates all the conditioned souls by his own personal potency because of being contaminated by the material energy the living entity is put into ignorance and thus into different conditions of bondage sometimes by knowledge the living entity is given liberation in sattva guna and raja guna he is subjected to happiness and distress so he says remember the lord is only one the whole universe is permeated by the one lord who is the supreme divine consciousness is krishna alone unaffected by the material world everything that is happening in the material world is a part and parcel of maya's creation it is like as if there are some things happening on the screen there is nothing real see those who are going to go and watch this movie called pk okay i you should go and watch it's an interesting film i was told that it is about an alien who becomes a human and comes to earth of course now you now you know why his ears are like that <laughs> yeah and he behaves in a very funny manner maybe it's because of that we don't know so so why does that happen so it is because we are all human beings no so we are all affected by this material world the material world around us we are always affected by it when it is cold we feel cold when it is hot we feel hot don't we because we believe we are the body those who believe they are the body they are all going to get affected so if somebody says something to you you are getting affected if somebody praises you you feel very nice about the whole thing so he is created this conditioned soul by his own potency because of being contaminated by material energy what are the material energies that are there there are three kinds of gunas which are there which is called sattva rajas and tamas and those who are contaminated by these gunas what happens to them those who are in the satvic state of uh, existence they become that godly type of a person they will do the prayers they will do the bhajans this thing that thing go to temples you know give donations and charity and so on and so forth and be nice and kind to people those who are on the path of rajas they are always running after money they will think of things they will want to possess properties they will want to get all these things i want this i want this i want this and i want this that is what happens to them and those who are on the tamasic path they will say if somebody gives me free i am very happy <laughs> okay somebody gives me free i am very happy if somebody just donates it to me i can just be sitting over here and they can just come and give it to me you know those kind of people who would not do anything in this world and uh, would expect somebody else to do it for them those who are always lazy procrastinating okay they are always given to all the wrong habits bad habits in this material world so they are subjected to this kind of happiness or distresses the supreme personality of godhead is equally disposed towards all living entities therefore no one is very dear to him and no one is his great enemy to him no one is his friend and no one is his relative being unattached to the material world he has no affection 
or the so called happiness or hatred or so called distress the two terms happiness and distress are relative since the lord is always happy for him there is no question of distress whereas the divine lord is concerned where krishna or supreme divine consciousness is concerned he doesn't have any favorite in his world he doesn't have what is called as i like this and i hate this there that is he has no one dear to him nobody is his enemy also nobody is his friend and no one is his relative as well so those who believe like say for example when krishna was there during the ancient times he had so many relatives you cannot even imagine so there was his two mothers two fathers and whole crowd gang of people around him okay there were so many sons and daughters and god knows what all things you know so many wives that he had when you consider all that the divine lord doesn't have any of these things okay those are only material potencies in this material world potencies or the powers so there is no such thing as what is called as a relative he is unattached to any anything in the material world so you can't buy him with money you can't buy him with gifts or whatever that you can think of you can't even give him anything he has no affection for the so called happiness or hatred or distresses he doesn't mind if there is a happiness or distress or this or that there is nothing like a distress for him and there is nothing like happiness for him understand him he is an equanimity he is a he is in the center of everything why should we be happy with something and sad with something so the divine lord sri krishna is never bothered about these kind of things so what happens so the terms happiness and distress are relative they are relative to each other think about it the one who is happy there will be always somebody who is sad and when you are sad you will be happy later on it's just a changing scenario from one to the other and other to the it is just going on and on and on and on and on okay so whereas sri krishna is concerned he is least bothered about all these things because he is always in a state of bliss bliss is not happiness happiness the way you look at it but you can say happiness is a part of it so he is in a blissful state he is least like this you know all right so he is like that in a state of complete blissful awareness although the supreme lord is unattached to our happiness and distress according to the karma and although no one is his enemy or his favorite he creates pious and impious activities through the agency of his material potency thus for the continuation of the materialistic way of life he can creates happiness and distress good fortune and bad bondage and liberation birth and death so what happens krishna is unattached to anything in this world but because of association in his in his material world everybody is getting associated with his material potency there is a material potency in this material world everybody who is born is now going to get trapped in this material potency called maya and because of this there is going to be happiness there is going to be sadness there is going to be rich there is going to be poor everything you know death birth everything comes into the picture karmic actions karmic loops are there so he creates pious and impious activities now those who think about why is god creating pious and impious activity you will have this wonder you know wondering why should he create he doesn't create it's the potency which creates it's the powers which create now think about it like this there is electricity flowing in a wire okay and uh, you go and touch it and you get a shock so are you going to hold god responsible for it no the wire was open and uh, things were going on over there you went and touched it so naturally you got the shock isn't that the truth it is because of your nature you wanted to find out ki kurat ke find karna zaruri hai yes does it give shock or no okay so you went and touched it to see whether it is live sir it's a wire it is going to <laughs> you are going to get shocked yes incidentally there is you know in our material world even after knowing everything person wants to go and try that thing out okay you know it is very cold and you know it is chilled to the bone 
and yet you want to go and eat an ice cream. Why? Because you feel you should have an ice cream just now. What happens? You land up with another double cold. You know very well, isn't it? You have a very clear idea that you are not supposed to do that, yet you want to go and do that. Think about it when the Lord Almighty was telling Adam and Eve, See, I have given you this entire garden, okay? The whole blessed garden is there for you. You can go and do whatever you want. You can you can start a 70mm stereophonic sound picture also over there. I don't care. Okay, you can have million children if you want. Like Chitraketu, you can have million wives. Like that, you can do whatever you want to feel like. But I am telling you only one thing you should not do. Okay, what? This tree is there, no? This tree is dangerous. Okay, don't go and eat the fruit from that tree. What is a human nature? When you say something, don't do, you have to go and do that. <laughs> so, <laughs> this is exactly how we are, you know. You tell the child, you know, don't touch this. You will find he is naturally going to touch it and he wants to find out what is inside. Curiosity is a very strange thing in, in human beings and it's our nature. It's in our nature to do this. When you have been told not to do, you will want to do it. So it's exactly how things are. So now you cannot blame the Lord for all this that you have created. Okay. So understand this. You have been told, don't do it. So now you are gone and done that. And after that you go back to the Lord and you tell him, now you save me. Okay, now you want to be saved. And on top of it you will go and say sorry. English word by the way. 20,000 times you will go and say sorry. Boss, sorry say apple wapas paida nahi hone wala hai udar. Samajh me aya. Alright. Think about it. Eve has eaten the apple and then Lord says now you are banished from this Eden. No, no, I am very sorry Lord. I, please take back your apple. I will remove it all. Boss, aisa nahi hota. Finish kiya tumne. Kaam tamam kar diya. Ek bar khatam kar diya. So always remember this, it's our inherent nature, we have this inherent nature to do something when you have been told not to do. So Chitra Ketu is saying, <laughs> that is exactly how we are and that is the reason why all these sins and karmas have started. Alright, now after this we are going to learn about Indra Dev. Okay, and we are going to learn about all the beautiful stuff that happens. So, now let us finish this chapter first. Thus, for the continuation of materialistic life, of way of life, he creates happiness and distress, good fortune and bad, bondage and liberation, birth and death. O mother, you are now unnecessarily angry, but since all my happiness and distress are destined by my past activities, I do not plead to be excused or relieved from your curse. Although what I have said is not wrong, please let whatever you think is wrong be pardoned. So he is asking for sorry. See, he's gone and laughed and now he is saying sorry for that whole thing. So what he is saying? See, I should not be pardoned at all because see, I have gone and done something which I should not have done. And please do not get angry with me so much. I accept your curse. Whatever that you have said to me, I accept it. Yes, all this has happened because of the way I have behaved in the past. See, today the reason why I am laughing is because I have laughed in the past. I have behaved exactly in the same way. Our tendencies, even after realization, don't leave. So those who get realized, understand that their tendencies are never going to go. Let us say, for example, if somebody is used to drinking, okay? And that person used to be a very great drinker before and he's become realized. After that you think he is going to stop or what? No, he is going to go and do the same thing. But there is a choice. The choice is this, you need not go and do that in a dangerous manner. You should not be disturbing to anybody in this material world. That is the reason why the great sage who used to visit the prostitutes earlier, after becoming realized, he continued visiting them. But at that point in time, being realized, he was free from all kinds of sins that are there. Sins means basically karmic loops. He might have to take another body, but it does not mean that he is not escaped from it. He is escaped from it, no doubt about it. 
but he continues to do so the tendency has been put in that person for a specific reason that is the reason why he is there so the person has been given that for certain reasons what is that only the future will be able to tell please let whatever you think is wrong be pardoned suppose you think that i have done something wrong kindly pardon me for that sisubdev goswami continued o king parikshit subduer of the enemy after chitraketu satisfied after chitraketu satisfied lord shiva and his wife parvati he boarded his airplane and left as he looked on when lord shiva and parvati saw that chitraketu although informed by of the curse was unafraid they smiled being fully astonished by his behavior therefore in the presence of the great sage narada the demons the inhabitants of siddhaloka and his personal associate lord shiva who is most powerful spoke to his wife parvati while they all listened so now chitraketu after listening to the curse is not waiting over there he just goes away from there see he is not there and he is not saying that you please remove the curse from me he doesn't even say those words he just goes away from there because he has reached a state of equanimity in his world as well and being realized he understands the truth of the words which parvati ma has spoken to him lord shiva said my dear beautiful parvati have you seen the greatness of this vaishnava being servant of the servant of the supreme personality of god god and hari they are great souls and are not interested in any kind of material happiness so those who are the realized souls and those who are with sri krishna always they are not bothered about material happiness the way people look at it they are not bothered about any kind of things which are running around in this world like i want a house i want this they are basically not at all interested everything comes their way that's a different story but they are physically in this material world not at all trapped by these kind of things all right so shivji is telling his wife let's see chitraketu even after you said so many things to him he has not said anything to you he has taken the curse and he is gone away he is the greatest of the devotee of the divine lord devotees solely engaged in the devotional service of the supreme personality of god in narayana never fear any conditions of life for them the heavenly planets liberation and the hellish planets are all the same for such devotees are interested only in the service of the lord remember this is another person in all our stories who is accepting whatever he has been given you see bali maharaj he was cursed and he was thrown into the hellish regions and there he becomes the king of the hells in the same way now chitraketu has also been cursed and yet he has accepted the curse he has not said a single bad word in the same way in the same manner you will find that prallad also does the same he accepts it he is the king of the asuras and he accepts that position so these are the great devotees of vishnu or narayana of sri krishna and they are not scared of any of these kind of curses they accept everything that comes to them and they never fear any condition they are very fearless why because they are the devotees of the divine lord they need not fear anything in this world for them the heavenly planets so even if you grant them the greatest of the planets they are least bothered you say you are liberated you are free they are least bothered about that you say you go to hell also they are least bothered about that as well why because the only thing that they are focused in this material world is to be at the feet of sri krishna only and beyond that they are not bothered about anything in this world so they are always in the service of the divine lord because of the actions of the supreme lord's external energy the living entities are conditioned in contact with material bodies the duality of happiness and distress birth and death curses and favors are natural by products of this contact in the material world understand this what happens is though they are the devotees of the lord who are the devotees of the lord these great people are the devotees of the lord they are also called sages they are also called gopis all these are devotees of the lord and all these devotees are connected to sri krishna and because they are connected to sri krishna in a thing is actually contaminating them but because they have taken the form because these gopis or these sages have taken the human form they have accepted a human body 
they are subjected to material happiness and distresses they are subjected to what maya devi has given them she has given them distress happiness birth death curses and favors and all these are part and parcel of the divine play so because they have taken up the body they have taken up the body at the supreme command of the divine lord himself so they are all conditioned they are all supposed to follow that particular track because they are a part and parcel of his entire coterie now you will understand why does peter have to go through all the troubles you know when jesus was here now you will understand why everybody got persecuted including saint thomas they were stoned for what reason they were thrown in jail they were given poison they were treated like bad you know dirtily they were horribly why they have been given the body they are a part and parcel of a bigger coterie and that is the job they have been given to do and that job they have accepted it when they were with him in heaven so when those who were with sri krishna at that point in time they have accepted these conditions these are preconditions it's like a bond you know you are going to sign on a, on a dotted line as a yes i agree to these conditions <laughs> you know before you came on board over here didn't you have to tick over there and say yes i agree to the terms and the conditions of google so there also the divine lord says you please kindly tick over here and sign over here digital signature is required <laughs> so there also it's the same thing here also it's the same thing so as one mistakenly considers a flower garland to be a snake or experiences happiness and distress in a dream so in the material world by lack of careful consideration we differentiate between happiness and distress considering one good and the other bad just like we do not understand what actually happens in a dream you see in a dream what happens sometimes we see some good stuff sometimes we see some bad stuff but is it there it's not there at all actually it's a dream you know it's a dream we are playing it out why do the dreams keep on coming to us you see suppose you have fear of snakes sometimes you know you may get fear of snakes you see the snake oh my god oh i see a snake okay so in the dream the snake will come so like that he will come and he will scare you more it's your own mind playing tricks on you there is nothing like that actually but because of our way of thinking the because we have brought it back to life and that is the reason why it keeps on coming so in some certain circumstances we will find that there are certain people who had dead and gone they will come to us and maybe they will say something to us those who are alive and those who are our enemies they will come and do something wrong to us those who are our friends they will come and say something good to us have you noticed it but it is a dream it's not real don't bother about it it is unreal there is nothing real in a dream so because the dream is like that material worldly existence is to be treated like this consider it as a dream sometimes there is happiness sometimes there is sadness sometimes there is laughter sometimes there is joy sometimes there is you know we have to cry all these things keep on happening sometimes good happens sometimes bad happens persons engaged in the devotional service of lord vasudev krishna have naturally perfect knowledge and detachment from this material world therefore such devotees are not interested in the so called happiness or the so called distresses of this world see those who are devoted to the lord those who are the devotees of the lord okay those who are in love with the lord they are least bothered about these kind of things which happen you know what kind of things happen everything from bad to ugly to good to everything keeps on happening in this material is there anybody in this world who has not gone through pain tell me everybody has gone how much of pain 90% pain and 10% happiness everybody goes through the same formula by the way all right if you think that the queen of england is having 90% happiness and 10% sadness i'm sorry you are mistaken she will be having 90% same you know for the ratio is, maybe i should say 80 20 ratio we have the 80 20 rule no like that 80 20 ratio is there in our material world as well 80% of unhappiness and 20% of happiness okay 80% of you know horrible condition no money nothing 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 20 20% of your life you may be having ha ah, i have got money okay fine you don't know the 80% will start immediately who knows 
<laughs> so let us not get into it so this is how the whole world is it is always so those who are the devotees of the lord they are least bothered about all these things they know this is a part and parcel of this game okay you know you you know in all these great matches those who have seen football matches they play for one hour and they score one goal sometimes so don't you think that you know 60 59 minutes of just nothing but pushing the ball here and there has happened think about it those who are those think about it in those kind of aspects you know our entire life we keep on struggling 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 and once in a while we get something great but that too it doesn't last for long so these devotees of the lord are least bothered about this kind of things he says acha ye hote rehta hai chalte rahega i am not bothered about it i have got one focus to you know i have got only one thing to bother about and that is the lord and i am not interested in the rest of the things so they are not interested in the so called happiness or distresses of this world neither i lord shiva nor brahma nor the ashwini kumars nor narada or the other great sages who are brahma's sons nor even the demigods can understand the past times and the personality of the supreme lord although we are a part of the supreme lord we consider ourselves independent separate controllers thus we cannot understand his identity nobody in the world has been given the power to understand the divine lord so you ask anybody in this material world do you know lord i'm sorry you don't know anything you can say i think i know but it is your ego which is telling you that you know there is nothing like that nobody can fathom the divine lord so even shiva here lord shiva is talking to his wife he says brahma myself or any other person we cannot even fathom sri krishna he is the supreme divine consciousness it's like the father in heaven nobody on this planet earth can ever say who is the father in heaven or where he stays or what he does nobody has the right to know this and what he does that's the past times and why he does nobody knows you will find the great floods will come the whole earth will get inundated everybody dies and you wonder why that has happened you know in the last two three days some great massacre has happened in pakistan and in australia people you know keep on blaming all those people so what is the reason for it can anybody say nobody in this world can say why this has happened because nobody can understand why these things are happening although we are a part of the supreme lord who shiva says i am a part of the supreme lord i also control a certain amount of things but i have my job to do the lord has given me certain job to do and i am going to be good in my job so we consider ourselves independent we are considering ourselves though we are a part and parcel of the divine lord yet we consider ourselves independent we are his you know department in charge we are supposed to do some things which he has told us to do so we consider ourselves independent separate controllers separate controllers means independent charge is there thus we cannot understand his identity he holds no one as very dear and no one as inimical he has no one of his own relative and no one is alien to him he is actually the soul of the soul of all living entities thus he is auspicious friend of all living beings and is very near and dear to all of them he doesn't have any one close to him neither is there any enemy of his he is always constantly in a state of equanimity he is equally distributed in everybody equally by the way you cannot say one person has got 5 grams another person has got 10 grams another person has got 50 grams aisa kuch nahi hai no differentiation everybody has the same same capacity okay everybody has been given the same capacity there is nobody is alien to him yet to find him inside of you is very difficult so he says he is actually the soul of all the living entities he is there inside of every living entity in this planet he is auspicious all the living beings and is very near and dear to all of them the magnanimous chitraketu is a dear devotee of the lord he is equal to all living entities and is free from attachment and hatred similarly i am also very dear to lord narayana therefore no one should be astonished to see the activities of the most exalted devotee of narayana for they are free from attachment and envy they are always peaceful and they are equal to everyone so he says this to his wife that i am also a devotee of the lord okay just like chitraketu we are all devotees of the lord we just smiled at each other it's nothing great in what he did or what so that is the reason why he is taking his side and he is saying you know don't worry about all these things sukhdev goswami saying 
O king, after hearing the speech of her husband, the demigoddess Uma, the wife of Lord Shiva, gave up her astonishment at the behavior of King Chitraketu and became steady in intelligence. Steady in intelligence. When a person gets angry, intelligence goes through the dogs. There is no intelligence left in that. The intellectual body disappears. It becomes obliterated. At that point in time, you have to bring yourself down to the level of equanimity. Then only this intelligence will keep on coming back to you. The great devotee Chitra Ketu was so powerful that he was quite competent to curse Mother Parvati in retaliation. But instead of doing so, he very humbly accepted the curse and bowed his head before Lord Shiva and his wife. This is very much to be appreciated as the standard behavior of a Vaishnava. So he was kind enough at that point in time. He could have also cursed Parvati and he could have said a lot of many things. But he kept quiet because he was a dear devotee of the Lord Narayana. So he kept quiet and he accepted the curse. Being cursed by Mother Durga, Bhavani, the life of Lord Shiva. The same Chitra Ketu accepted birth in a demonic species of life. Although still fully equipped with transcendental knowledge and practical application of the knowledge in life, he appeared as a demon at the fire sacrifice performed by Twasta and thus he became famous as Vrittasura. So now you understand, he is reborn again as Vrittasura. He takes birth. He knows the entire procedure of being realized. He knows the whole thing. Yet he knows that he is. there is a reason for this happening. So he has accepted the position graciously. The curse of Parvati is actually a boon. And that has happened for a certain reason. My dear King Parikshit, you inquired from me how Vrittasura, a great devotee, took birth in a demonic family. Thus I have ex- tried to explain to you everything about this. Chitraketu was a great devotee. Mahatma, if one hears this history of Chitraketu from a pure devotee, the listener also is free from conditioned life of material existence. So if you hear this story, you will also be rid of your material existence. One who rises from bed early in the morning and recites the history of Chitraketu, controlling his words and mind and remembering the Supreme Personality of Godhead will return home back to Godhead without difficulty. So reading of this particular gospel has been a very great knowledge for all of us. So Ketu's story tells us that though becoming a great Vaishnava or a great devotee of the Divine Lord, you should be ready to undergo whatever that is destined of you. It's like Krishna was destined to die in a particular place at the hand of the person who was shooting him. Same way Jesus was put on the cross. He accepted the divine condition that was given to him. You have to go on the cross. There are no no preconditions there. You have to do it. So, all these great devotees, the Lord himself, when he comes down to earth, accepts whatever is there and does accordingly. This is the meaning of this particular chapter. Tomorrow we will do Diti vows to kill King Indra. Alright? So, I have finished this chapter. We can stop over here.